This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. What good is this life of mine if living's all I do? And if it's without you, if it's so bittersweet for me to meet a girl like you to break my heart. What good is this heart of mine if not for loving you? Was it not made for you? It was so bittersweet for us to meet, only to be torn apart. Sticks and their track, Lemon Cola. Still in studio this evening is the artistically ambidextrous Ashley Sky. How are you, Ash? I'm good. I'm good. Great. Enjoying the climate. It's not too cold. I'm acclimatizing. So before we get back to tonight's interview with Ashley, we'll just quickly head off for a short break and. I'll catch up with you in just a moment. If you would like to download the full-length version of the song featured on tonight's episode, you can do so by supporting the podcast on Headstuff Plus. This week at Dermot Riley Furniture, all items previously marked half price are now marked half price again meaning they are now half-half price. Drop down to Dermot Riley Furniture to pick up your half-half price furniture this week. Welcome back to Late Night Nod. Now, Ashley, earlier on this evening we discussed the various installations, the various live performances that, that, that you have choreographed, that you have artistically developed and, 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 and been part of. Uh, there's been many which have culturally sent shockwaves, culturally right. sent tremors. Right. As, as someone who orchestrates live performance theatre, when you begin that process of, of, of creating a show, is it is it is it to unsteady people? Is it to shake people? Is it to vibrate people? What are you What are you trying to do to people? I think when I begin a process um, of of any developing any live performance show, I like to try and invite the audience into the liminal space. You know, um, that space between the here and now, 
the was and is, you know, me and you. Um, I, I like people to feel um, like they don't exist, um, confused, um, uh, curious. So that's really what I'm reaching for every time I go into a rehearsal room or, you know, a dance studio or, yeah, I hope to make people feel at a loss. You, in essence, are looking to sort of strip people of their of their humane compass? For a moment. You're looking to disorientate the, the, Precisely. the, the human topography? Precisely. So to do that, it must mean that you yourself, as an individual, would 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 find yourself quite centered, quite quite grounded. Exactly. I am. I am extremely grounded and focused. I rely a lot on my morning routine for that. Um, and I, I know. I know what I want. And in the mornings, I set myself a goal for the day. I look myself in the mirror. I I give myself my affirmations, as we spoke about. And. And I know, I know what I'm leaving my house, you know, I'm on top of the world. So knowing yourself and knowing your path, your, your trajectory for the day, what advantages do you think there is in, in the artistic endeavor of, 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 of disorganizing, of disarming people? Do you think I, it's only when somebody is, is almost at a loss to themselves that they can begin the process of finding themselves? That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I think actually the artists in the room all have to be centered, all have to be grounded to then uproot their audience, you know, to leave their audience, as we said, at a loss for words. So I often find myself coming up against a lot of strong personalities who are a little bit um, averse to my process uh, in the room. And and that's interesting, you know. I think that in and of itself is a piece of theater for the other artists in the room to watch and um, I, I always believe myself to be on stage. I always believe myself to be watched by people. And I enjoy that, you know, watch me if you want, <laughs> you know. Do you feel there's a sort of public voyeurism consistently centered on you as an individual? Absolutely. I think my social media presence um, leans into that quite a bit. You know, I, I, I am not private about a single thing in my life. And I find that really important to connect to people. I like to share everything, um, every unedited picture, every morning routine, every, you know, heartache. I mean, you will often find pictures of me online crying. I don't want to hide myself from the world. You know, you cannot try to share your performances and your creativity with the world and then hide your personal side. Mm-mm, no way. So many who have observed your work have have often suggested the reason that you uh, as 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 an individual find yourself isolated it's it's you say self-inflicted but maybe it's more so that you find the adoration from the public more rewarding than the individual love of a, of a partner would that be a fair assessment or would that be delving into into a part of your personal life that these these observers shouldn't go I think uh, that would be a fair assessment. And I think the reason being is that I have never felt the love of a man um, full stop. You know, I think what I have felt is lust. I have felt, you know, desired by men. I have never felt the love of a man. My uh, ex-fiance, I won't say his name, um, but he 
he definitely made me aware by the end of the relationship that what he felt for me was was brutal desire, you know, and that fizzles out at the end of the day, you know, but your career won't leave you. Your career won't walk out on you. Did you find yourself in love at any point during that relationship? I find myself in love every day. You know what I mean, Brian? I find myself falling in love every single day with multiple people. Um, I would consider myself to be a real lover. Um, and I just, uh, I haven't found um, that reciprocated uh, yet. I, I, I myself, being, being an individual who, who has found love and, and would never impose his belief of, of love upon people, that's not my job. I suppose you as the artist, that's what you're here to do, is to question love. Right. So with your sort of now now appraised Berlin installation piece for a few years back where you you challenged the audience, the participants to step into a room with you and, and try and not fall in love with you. And majority of the people said it was virtually impossible not to love you in some way. I think what I really was looking for there was um a more clear observation of what love was because I think a lot of people said, oh, I, you know, I fell in love at first sight with, with Ashley, you know, I, I, I couldn't not love her. And all of the critics said that they couldn't fall in love with me, that the show was egotistical, it was ridiculous. Um, but then I think as the years have passed, people have looked at it in hindsight and thought, wow, what a brave woman, you know, what a, what a brave, brave woman, what a brilliant concept, what a... Um, what a, what a show for our times, you know? When you're looking online, you're seeing pictures of people, you're thinking, wow, hi, you know, well, let's do that in person. Why not? Let's do, it, let's do it in person. Let's do it in person and then put it in front of an audience that are behind a glass and invite individuals in one by one and see if they can keep their hands off each other. They, they can't. That's human nature, you know what I'm saying? I I suppose I might. And if you if you don't mind, I might just read a direct quote from from that particular show right sure if you are to love me bring your sword if i am to love you bring your shield is it a battle for you is life a battle is are there for me it has been pretty raw wars over the years you know would there be any questions that you don't you don't have an answer to um I don't think so. I think I can give a, an opinion on pretty much anything, and it can be taken on board. Where do you think that knowledge comes from? I think once you know yourself, you know everything. And you know yourself quite well, I suppose. I do. Was there ever a point where you have lost yourself in life? Was it perhaps during the infamous Shakespeare underwater debacle? Um, I think I lost... <clears throat> my purpose around that point, yeah. I, I don't think I lost myself. I never have. Uh, I've always known myself since I was a little girl, you know. I was doing installation pieces in our home, out our backyard, for my neighbors at three years of age, you know what I mean? I could barely walk, and I was performing. Uh, I had a stage manager. Um, but I think for the Shakespeare Underwater show um the main problem was that people couldn't hear the words and i suppose with shakespeare the words blah 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 the most important thing but i i, I don't believe that i think it's the dynamics between the characters 
And that's what I try to show. I try to strip back all of the words and the iambic pentameter and the acts and the this and that. And I just showed characters move with each other in a body of water. And then people said, well, it's not Shakespeare. I said, how? You know? When is Shakespeare not Shakespeare? Exactly. Right. When is Shakespeare Shakespeare? I think all the time. Anytime you put his name on anything, that's when he's there. He's with us. So if you pick up a milk carton tomorrow and you... That's Shakespearean in its nature. Why not? Says who, you know what I mean? The the composition of, of drug or treatment for some ailment, this is Shakespeare too, I suppose, in your mind? Um, so, yeah, I think that, that's a little bit maybe Chekhovian, but Shakespearean as well, why not? Is there anything not connected for you? Is everything connected? We are all one. We are all one, one thing, you know what I mean? We are connected to everything and every person on this planet. So therefore, we are connected to Shakespeare. So therefore, when you put a group of people in a room and they and they, the dynamics start to form, if they are if those dynamics are similar to those in the Shakespearean play, then it is the play. Correct. Now, your recent offerings in the world of literature have have, have sparked criticism and have sparked outrage amongst amongst many people where where essentially your 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 book was you just documenting your day um, yeah right with the series <laughs> of of almost non sequiturs all right why does the world need to know what you do why not you know i mean a lot of people have asked throughout my career what you know what what makes you you what makes you so special what makes you so lovable what makes you so uh, artistically aware obtusely aware of absolutely everything around you and i said oh, it's my routine you know that's what makes me who i am so why not share that with people so that they can they can also you know peep through and see how i live and then live like me and then you know themselves Get to know themselves, you know. Why does the world need to need need to see you? Um. Well, I need to be seen. Have you huh? been unseen at points in your life? Um. I don't. I don't think so. I, fortunately, I, I I don't think I've ever been unseen. I think my parents, by my teachers, my Friends, fellow students at college, at Brown. What will happen the day that perhaps, like all of us, the world loses interest and we are unseen? I will reevaluate. I will redevelop and reinvent myself uh, to suit what is want, what what people want. If there were a day to come where people no longer wanted your artistic offerings, as we mentioned earlier on, your positive affirmations. If the world puts you on silent, what then? I think I could, I, I could, um, I think that would, I, I would still continue to make, I would always have something within myself, the desire within myself to show myself to the world through work, you know, and if not through work, then 
through my book or through my social media or I will find an avenue. I will find a, a porthole pro to a world stage. Yeah, I think. Do you think an artist would as was that an audience is simply a human on a spinning rock screaming into the void? Wow. Yeah, I think that is a an accurate representation of how I would feel if I felt no longer seen. Yeah. Do you think perhaps and far be it for me to surmise, but that essentially that's what we're all trying to get away from is the the idea that our screams travel out throughout throughout the atmosphere, they travel through the galaxies and ultimately no one will hear them unless unless they choose to. I'm not, I'm not I'm not too sure about that. I think some people are a little bit dumb and actually don't realize that we are in that um place. A lot of people are happy. Uh, and I strive to get there every day, you know, through my routines, through my sharing, through my work. But I'm so smart that I cannot stop thinking about, you know, not being seen, not being important, not being here anymore. And that is exactly, you know, circling back around to what I want my audience to feel when I work. You mentioned earlier the relationship with your mother and how that influences your life. We didn't... My mother was an actress um, in the 70s and 80s. Um, and uh, her work, uh, just like mine, was the most important thing for her. Could you see yourself ever in a position where you might speak to a smaller version of yourself? Where you speak to your own daughter? If you had a child and that child was perhaps to say to you, I want to enter the world of arts, what would you say? Well, I, I don't I don't think I'm going to have a, a, a daughter anytime soon. But um, if I did, I would want her to be happy. I would want her to be beautiful. I would want her to be whatever she wanted to be, but I, um, would I, you know, try to put, steer her from the world of, of the arts? Um, yeah, probably. So if you were to define your art, how would you define your art? How would you define your contribution to, to, to the world of arts? I would say... Would you say it's a siren call of distress? Would you say it's a... Siren call is a really nice um, term. I would say, yeah, it's a siren call. It is. Yeah, it's that. Perhaps most um, acclaimed piece of work. And you mentioned earlier the creative process behind it, but I suppose it's moving into a different area of the conversation now, or I'd like to know perhaps the more emotional motivation for it, because earlier on we spoke about the artistic motivation, the merits of it, the financial rewards where you were in your career, but mm. I am a lighthouse. I am not lonely. You repeated those words on stage for for, for what turned out to be hours. Yeah, four hours. Mm -hmm. Four hours of telling the world that you are not lonely. Mm -hmm. You are not isolated. Mm -hmm. Are you lonely? I'm a lighthouse. <laughs> I hunger for connection to 
everybody. You know, as I said earlier, I fall in love every day. I want to be connected to you. I want to be connected to the sound guy. I want to be connected to this microphone. I want to be connected to the girl that delivered the coffees this morning. You know, I want that. And I think that's what that show was. It was... For someone who's shared so much already, for someone who's teared at the fabric, the tapestry of theater, of live performance, of literature, of... of Humanity, yeah. What yeah, What's yeah. next to say? Has Has everything been said, actually? <laughs> has... Have all the words been voiced? Have all the, the shapes been drawn? Well, funny, uh, you should ask. It's called Baby Wants Bottle, and it's going to feature a lot of live babies. So for you, the next logical step in your career is a, is a stage full of newborn screaming children? Uh, exactly, well, yeah. quite the note to end it on, perhaps. Right. <laughs> Ashley, thank you very much for joining us here in the Late Night Nod. I wish you all the best okay. with the uh, baby, baby... There will be a point when, when it ends and you'll wake up and be confronted with, with tomorrow and remember that tomorrow is, is another day. Thank you. Good night. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Thank <laughs> you.